When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Recruiting Every Second. I am your host, Blaine Gilmer. You can follow me on Twitter using at BGilmer18 and follow this show using at Recruiting underscore SEC because that is what it's all about here on Recruiting Every Second. We cover all the news and notes and bring you compelling feature interviews that cover all angles of college football recruiting that goes on in the best conference in college football, the SEC. And of course, when you talk about the SEC, you cannot go without talking about Alabama, the Alabama Crimson Tide, and man, does Alabama have a quarterback coming in in the class of 2022 in Mr. Ty Simpson and our feature interview today will be with the parents of Ty Simpson that is coach Jason Simpson who's the head coach at UT Martin FCS school there in Tennessee and of course Julie Martin the mother of Ty Simpson so uh, following up on the heels of this Father's Day weekend we have a parent side of the recruiting process and also it's a little bit layered there because like I said Jason Simpson is also a head coach in college football Julie Simpson's a wife of a head coach and then of course you have Ty Simpson who's a five-star quarterback process so that will be our feature interview today and today we are talking about some big-time recruiting battles that are going on. Of course, the University of Florida with a big Father's Day weekend gaining two high-profile commitments. Really big gets for Dan Mullen and his staff. That's something we've been talking about here on Recruiting Every Second has been so far in Dan Mullen's tenure, the inability to bring in the four- or five-star type guys, it seems, settling oftentimes for three stars. Well, now they've brought in two high-quality prospects in C.J. Smith and Shamar James, and we're also going to touch on some recruiting battles. Like I said, there's people that are being recruited very hard by there's that always tenuous Georgia-Alabama battle that gets set up on things. And then, of course, LSU in the mix. Florida's still pushing hard for some guys that all four of the schools are actually in on. So it'll be very interesting to see how things play out after this month of June, this crazy month of June that, that is following a unprecedented, very extended, because 18-month dead period in the NCAA. And, you know, things here 
in June are really starting to heat up with about a week to go, a little over a week to go here in the live period before it goes back to July and teams start to focus on their current team and it goes back to somewhat of a a dead period before things open back up in the fall. And speaking of things heating up, guys, it's also heating up with the sports action out there. There's major golf tournaments. You know, the U.S. Open is just coming gone. NBA playoffs are in full swing. Baseball is getting heated up. Hockey, there's all kinds of stuff going on right now. And if you're the kind of person that likes to just put a little bit extra on the action, then make sure that you head over to Bet Online. Bet Online is presenting this show today. And, you know, like I said, the month of month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and features, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information on all your sports betting needs. So even if you just want to see what the information is, head on over to betonline.ag. Uh, visit the website today and use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And now let's get to a little bit of news and notes here on Recruiting Every Second. Like we told you, it was a big Father's Day weekend for the Florida Gators who gained the commitments of C.J. Smith and Shamar James. Let's start with C.J. Smith. Of course, a absolute speedster out at wide receiver. Florida has some of the fastest players in the class of 2022. C.J. Smith, Isaiah Bond, and Julian Humphrey now all 4-3 guys in the 40. C.J. Smith runs a 10-2 in the 100-meter dash. Isaiah Bond is a 10-3 guy in the 100. Saw Isaiah Bond at the Rivals 5-star challenge take away the... <clears throat> saw Isaiah Bond at the Rivals 5-star challenge, and he took the fast band 40 competition over there at the Rivals 5-star. Also, immediately afterwards, speaking of Florida and, and these commitments and, and SEC battles, Isaiah Bond was also seen on social media, Instagram, stuff like that, getting wined and nine by Nick Saban of Alabama. So maybe not his recruitment fully done yet on his official over there to Alabama. But the good news for Gator fans is that C.J. Smith is on board now along with Bond and Humphrey, who Humphrey will also be taking some visits as well. But currently, Florida has three four-star recruits, a DB, an athlete, and a wide receiver in Humphrey, Bond, and C.J. Smith, with C.J. Smith being the newest one who can all absolutely fly. And then, of course, Shamar James. Uh, you know, we talked about betting earlier there were bet online. I would have placed a... A uh, significant amount of money that Shamar James would not have ended up at Florida. I think this is a unexpected, uh, very pleasant surprise for people who follow Florida recruiting. Seemed like Alabama was going to be the team to beat there for Shamar James and Christian Robinson, the linebacker coach there at Florida, former Georgia Bulldog himself. Now the the coach, the linebacker coach, as I said there in, at Florida. With a huge pull, Shamar James, very athletic 
linebacker who will do well on that Todd Grantham defense there. Assuming, you know, Todd Grantham makes it through this year. I know there was a lot of people that that, uh, were disappointed maybe with that decision of Dan Mullen to retain Todd Grantham. But nevertheless, he's coming back for another year, and we'll see how that Florida defense holds up. And right now, Christian Robinson has him an excellent linebacker coming in on that front for the Gators. So definitely some Florida momentum there. And speaking of Florida momentum, there seemed to be some momentum a couple weeks ago with the number one player in the nation, Walter Nolan. Nolan, after an official visit to Florida, came out and kind of stunned everybody saying he was planning on shutting his recruitment down and a decision was going to be imminent. And then, of course, he continued just to take visits and keep the recruitment going. So like most young men, it's hard to make this decision. He's got a lot going on, a lot to take in. So you can't fault him for that. Maybe a little bit of uh, confusion, misinformation out there. But in terms of Walter Nolan, this is a full SEC affair here. He took that visit to Florida, of course, hit Georgia and Alabama and things like that. Plans on going back to Alabama tomorrow. We'll be at Georgia later in the week. Maybe uh, I think he hit uh, Tennessee yesterday. Was scheduled to do an official visit to LSU. Don't think that's in the works anymore. So things are a little bit muddy there on Walter Nolan. You never know. I've had a great visit visit up at Michigan as well. Michigan is the team. If he doesn't end up as an SEC school, I think Walter Nolan could end up at Michigan for sure. But Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee all seem to be in the thick of this for Walter Nolan. Then, of course, there are guys that are gaining momentum in the recruiting cycle. C.J. Madden comes to mind. Carlton Madden Jr., but uh, everybody calls him C.J. He's out of Ellenwood, Georgia, Cedar Grove High School, where also guys like Christian Miller and Kayan Lee come from. Uh, there's just so much talent that it comes out of Cedar Grove High School. But C.J. Madden being the latest one that's starting to turn heads, he was committed to Colorado and received an offer from Ole Miss and Georgia not long ago. Actually, three days ago is when he got the offer from Georgia, four days ago now, I suppose. And only yesterday, the three days after he received that offer from the University of Georgia, C.J. Madden decommits from Colorado said in an interview to UGASports.com, which I also write for, that he, if Colorado was taken out of the equation, Georgia would become the number one. Now he's telling me, you know, he wants to make sure that he takes his visits. He's going to go on an official visit to Georgia and Ole Miss this fall. But he is a name that I'm sure other SEC teams will jump on here late as he continues to grow in his recruitment and teams are getting to see him in camps and things like that he's going to be visiting schools like georgia tech and usf as well but cj madden is a name to keep your eye on then there's kamari wilson kamari wilson i still think georgia is the favorite with kamari wilson but no doubt that he had a excellent experience on his official visit to lsu on an official visit to texas a&m here soon this upcoming weekend. So, Kamari Wilson, LSU, Texas A&M, Georgia, 
Florida even all in the mix there with Kamari Wilson. Miami, of course, is right in the thick of things, but I think Georgia still has that edge. All indications are that Kamari Wilson and Georgia really kind of hit things out of the park when he came up on just an unofficial visit. He plans on taking a official in the fall there. So a lot of people, including myself, expected that Kamari Wilson could maybe in this commitment process early, commit to Georgia here sometime in the month of June. But with all these other official visits going on, you can't blame the young man for enjoying the recruitment process. And who knows, a team like a LSU, like a Texas A&M, Texas A&M has a lot of momentum. They've, you know, the addition of Nick Williams to their staff has been enough to get guys like Bear Alexander and Deion Bowie to decommit from the University of Georgia. Now that's a battle between those schools for those prospects. Kojo Antoine is another name that comes to mind with Georgia, Texas A&M, Ohio State, all involved. But there's a lot of Georgia-Texas A&M battles. There's the traditional Georgia-Alabama battles as well. One that comes to mind, Tyler Booker, Georgia-Alabama. Tyler Booker was just wowed at the big four-star offensive tackle prospect, one of the best offensive tackles in the country out of IMG Academy. He was just on a official visit to Georgia with five other IMG teammates. There was Jihad Campbell, Dalen Everett, Keon Saab, Alu Ba, and Katron Allen. They were all there from IMG in Athens this weekend, so Georgia had a big chance to impress there. And there's just guys like Booker who are always going to be in that conversation. Georgia, Alabama, he had that official visit to Georgia this weekend, has Alabama coming up next weekend. So I think here in this month of June, you're seeing these official visits being taken. And then in July, there's going to be some big decisions being made. Branson Robinson just announced last night that he is going to be making his college decision known on July 22nd. And Branson Robinson is heavily a Georgia lean, in my opinion. However, he did take his last official visit to the University of Alabama, and that always has an opportunity to leave an indelible impression. So now you talk about Alabama, and we're going to get to our feature interview, which is Ty Simpson. And we're talking about Ty Simpson through his parents, Jason and Julie Simpson. So, so excited to have that interview with them. And we want to remind you that this show is brought to you by Bet Online. Of course, make sure you follow us using at BGilmer18, which is my personal Twitter handle, also at recruiting underscore SEC. And we've got you covered on all things recruiting inside the conference. And now here on Recruiting Every Second, we have our feature interview that we promised you it could be the people who are, well, it is the people who are responsible for possibly the next Heisman Trophy winner at the University of Alabama, the recruit that everybody's talking about in the class of 2022. That would be Ty Simpson. And we have with us his parents, Jason and Julie Simpson. Jason is the head coach at UT Martin. Julie is the mother of Ty Simpson. And thank you so much for joining us today. Well, we certainly appreciate your time. Nice to meet you, Blaine. 
Nice to meet you virtually. We've, we've actually got to talk on the phone a little bit here, but now getting to see you uh, at least over, over the video stream here face-to-face. Miss Julia, appreciate you taking time because I – Listen, I know nothing more that, uh, especially my wife, we've got children of our own. I know that my wife loves her time in the evening. So thank you so much for for joining me here on this evening. It's no problem. So kind of want to get started here from the beginning. Here on Recruiting Every Second, we like to recover recruiting from all angles. And I have to ask you to start off with Coach Simpson because you are, like I said, the head coach at UT Martin. You've been there for a while. And also, Ty has probably grown up in this culture of football. How hard was it for you just as a dad, as him growing up, not to really make sure you didn't kind of push football on him, just kind of let that develop on its own organically? Um, well, I was like any other dad. Um, you know, my occupation was as a was as a head football coach or assistant coach when Ty was, was born. And I guess he was three years old when I became the, the head coach here. But, uh, you know, we did the T-ball and the, and the you know, the, the coach pitch and worked our way up through that. So there's a lot more opportunities when you're that age to play, you know, baseball, youth league baseball and, you know, a lot more games and the, the all-stars and the travel baseball and stuff. So, uh, you know, before they even get to the opportunity to play organized football, at least, um, you know, in our little, little community here. So, you know, Ty played a lot more baseball and we traveled all over the place. And and I, I played both sports, football and baseball in college myself. So uh, I enjoyed the heck out of that. In fact, we were just sad to see his uh, high school baseball career come to an end here uh, at, at his local high school. And but with my occupation, right, he would come to practice and, you know, Julie would come out there and and, you know, it was great to see him. And, you know, and, and Ty felt very comfortable there. And, uh, you know, he would always pick up the football and and be playing catch. And so you notice at a young age that, you know, he's picking up the college ball and, you know, playing catch with some of my players. And, you know, even at a young age, it came out of his hand um, like it was supposed to. And so that's kind of where uh, throwing the football came into play. And then it just kept progressing from there. Miss Julie, so you see the the competitiveness, the craziness that goes on with college football. And then here's your little boy deciding, okay, I want to go and, and play this sport. And not only that, I'm going to end up playing quarterback. What were your feelings when this all kind of gets going at a, at a very high competitive level as a mom of a young Ty Simpson growing up playing football? Um, well, it was completely different going from, say, watching his games to watching your own be out there and, um, <laughs> and compete and play. It was it was a completely different feeling, of a lot more anxiety and stress that went along with it. But excitement, because when you see him love it as much as he does, it makes it more exciting. I can only imagine. I, my mom tells a story. I'm nowhere near the athlete that Ty Simpson was, but my first game, we faced a center on the opposing team that was 200 pounds at 10 years old. Big kid. <laughs> he, fell, he, he fell backwards onto the opposing quarterback and broke the quarterback's leg in the, in the game. So my mom's like, I don't know if this is for the sport for you, because so I, I can only imagine how, how, it, uh, you know, how it is once Ty got to these really high competitive, competitive levels there. But once the recruiting starts coming around, uh, I'll start with Ju- Julie first, because Julie, you see how hard your husband works and how hard his staff works at recruiting. And you see the, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything that goes in with recruiting. How, how did you kind of 
how did it hit you when Ty starts getting that interest from from schools? And you were, were you more nervous about what to keep him away from, how to help him through it? What were your feelings on that? Um, actually, I never was really more nervous um, because in, in, any visit or trip that we got to take, you know, I could take him on, but and but he could not go. Jason could not go. He was obviously in season, and um, I never really got nervous because I would. I, I would always look and talk with coaches and they obviously knew what we did for a living and knew who I was. And there were a few times where I would look and just say, it's okay. You don't have to, to give me the spill. I'll let you know, you know, what questions I have. I, I totally understand. If you need to go talk to that mom, go do it. I know I'll be here. It's not a big deal. Um, so, which gave me an opportunity to sit back and watch and which was really nice because I could just watch how they interacted and watch how they recruited and I knew what they were saying and the things they were talking about. And it was a completely different perspective than probably most recruits parents have, which I think was very beneficial. Um, and honestly, recruiting is my favorite part of his job. Probably my second favorite. The games are first favorite. But um, I think it made me a better recruiter for him because I was able to sit back and watch. And then I know what I was expecting as a mom. So, um it's definitely been different, but a good different. I liked it a lot. Jason, did she call you up after a visit and say, listen, I just sat Nick down and I told him, listen, Nick, this is, this is what we need to know. So, so what was it, what was it like getting kind of second hand from Julie there as he's going through the practice? Cause you had your own thing going on. So I, I bet you, you were kind of in practice and stuff. Maybe the, the butterflies and stuff are going for you because you're having to wait to see how it goes. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, and this has been going on since, you know, time I was in the eighth grade, you know, and have an opportunity to, um, you know, get an offer from Jim Harbaugh in Michigan and several of the trips we took as a, as a family. Uh, and, and that was great bonding and, you know, good memories for all of us and his brother and sister, Graham and Emma. But, um, you know, I remember one particular um, uh, trip that I didn't get to go on and uh, the coaches had set it up through me. And uh, so I said, hey, you're supposed to be there at this time you know, at, at this, at this place, at this SEC school. And, and uh, so she says, great. So her and Ty go, I can't remember if the other kids went. And so I'm, I'm actually at the spring, my spring game here at UT Martin. And so there was a little lull in the action and, you know, I stepped back and, you know, and I text them and said, Hey, how, you know, how's it going? And, you know, she says, well, we've been sitting here for several hours and, and, you know, and, and haven't really talked to anybody, you know, yet. And so I picked up the phone and called and said, Hey, you know, Ty and Julie are down downstairs. Uh, you know what? We didn't know they were here. And, 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 you know, so they get them and took care of them the rest of the day, but it'd been like two or three hours of, of just kind of hanging out in the lobby. So there, there's a couple of funny instances like that to where, and as a, you know, you hate for anything like that to happen with any recruit, but especially, you know, with a coach's son, because, you know, we, we have our only niche our our, our, you know, recruiting and they know she's been through this before. And, and, you know, unfortunately, there's some kids that come on unofficials and different things to our campus. And, you know, and, and, and when you don't have enough time to get to everybody and spend the time that you, you know, that you want to, you know, you, you hate to disappoint anybody. In terms of you take those first initial visits and you're kind of working your way through the process, at what point does it get did it get really serious for Ty, like in his high school year where you're like, okay, we can see ourselves at maybe these four or five places. Was it maybe more towards his, uh, as he's entering that junior year, as things start to get going, what, what, what was the timeline like for Ty where it really came down to that small group? 
you know, Julie and I kind of sat back and, you know, if he said he wanted to go visit this school or this school, you know, we would try to accommodate that, you know, um, you know, from coast to coast, really, you know, from USC to Clemson to, uh, you know, all, you know, really uh, Oklahoma, Michigan, there's a lot, you know, a lot of places we went as, as whether it's Ty and I went or the whole family. And I guess his sophomore year, you know, he's, he's just, you know, looking, enjoying the process and probably really even through the junior um, season of football, um, you know, it, it kind of started narrowing down a little bit, but we were still letting him at that time kind of, kind of handle the process. And really, you know, I guess September 1st of their junior years when he started being able to get all the phone calls and, you know, everything beside before that went through Julia and I, and, uh, you know, so we knew who he was talking to and how things were set up. And then when he started getting the phone calls, you know, we, we would make sure we had to ask him, okay, who called today? What do you have set up tomorrow? Uh, and he did a good job keeping us up today. So you could, you could see, uh, you know, who he was interested in and who he made sure he made time for. And, and he might miss something to be on a zoom with, you know, ex coach or whatever. So it kind of took care of it, took care of itself. Um, and you and I talked about this before, I believe, um, in our initial conversation though, but you know, we kept reminding ties. We, we told him, I guess it was ninth grade year. Okay. Sit down and, and, and make a list. These are things as parents, we think that should be important to you. All right. Now, as you get older and you grow, then you have to prioritize them. You have to put them in order that are things that are important to you. Uh, we know what's as parents, you know, we know it's important to us. Uh, and we want to make sure that, you know, the, the, the schools that you've got this down to meet, you know, have these things for, for you. Uh, but you have to put them in the order based on your personality and your dreams. And I think he did a good job with that as he matured uh, throughout his junior year and, and figured out where he wanted to um, where he wanted to go to school. Uh, Miss Julie, in terms of moms that I've talked to in terms of recruiting, the, their son's getting recruited, a lot of them say, I just can't believe my son, my son's phone is just blowing up off the hook. I mean, it's 200 text messages, you know, in a, in a day it's at what, at any point did you just want to grab Ty's phone and be like, okay, we got to put this away for a while. This is, this is done <laughs> yeah. in terms of the recruitment for the day. Um, there were a few times that, yes, that, <laughs> yes, I took it simply not as much for the coaches, but more for the um, social media aspect of it because yeah. it can get, um, it can be as positive and as helpful as any coach would want, but it can also be as negative and hurtful for any program that I don't know that they always realize. So it was really more for that aspect that I would take it from him. Um, I never really took it because of coaches, just because I'm married to a coach. So I know how frustrating it is when they call and a kid doesn't answer the phone when they said they would. And so I would always remind him and stay on him about follow through. You said you talked to him, you got to call him or you got to talk to him or, or whatever. But yeah, the social media thing though is what got it with the phone. In terms of now, you know, we talked about it narrowing down to that group, the craziness that goes on with social media, things like that. Well, now it boils down to Alabama starts looking to be that that school. They start to be the one that, that makes that big difference. Either one of you can answer this. What was it about Alabama when he met either with Nick Saban or met with the coaching staff there that that seemed different and started to seem like, OK, this could be this could be home for Ty? Yeah, I think we both would agree with this, um, you know, Nick Saban. And, uh, you know, we didn't uh, – I played at Mississippi State. You know, we've been in Tennessee. Tennessee Ty's lived in Tennessee his whole life. 
um, you know, he was very close to uh, Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, he, you know, Jeremy worked really hard, developed a relationship with Ty and our family. And, and uh, you know, when, when, that, um, when that ended, uh, you know, Ty was very, you know, conflicted. And, um, you know, so then it came down really to Clemson and, and Alabama. And, and, and you know, there, there's not a wrong choice there. Uh, at all. And we thank a lot of uh, Coach Sweeney and, and Dabo and his program. But you could tell that when, when Ty would have a Zoom meeting with Coach Saban, um, in, you know, that was a big deal. That was a big deal to him and big deal to our family. And, uh, you know, to where in the past, if, if it was at 630, he may come downstairs at 628, you know, to set it up with us. If it was Coach Saban, you know, at six o'clock, you know, he's making sure the house was clean, even though it was a, a Zoom meeting. You know, so there was a different there was a different level of, uh, you know, respect. respect and and attention to detail, and, you know, and how he set up in the chair. Uh, and, and I think maybe being a coach's son probably had a lot to do with that because, you know, he knows how hard how hard it is to win championships. I mean, he sees me, you know, work hard and and and, um, you know, what we put into a season and to see seven national championships, and especially the season they just went through. You know, and, and to see the quarterbacks there, you know, Tom and I have these conversations, you know, he would say, Dad, if, if Mac Jones played at another school, would he be a first-round pick? Well, neither one of us know the answer to that, but, you know, he knew with Mac playing at, you know, at Alabama, surrounded by those great players, you know, that just gave him such an opportunity to be successful. And, you know, those things kept kept standing out to Ty. And then his, just like I said, the reverence and respect and amount of respect he had for Coach Saban, uh, you started seeing things uh, turn into where he could see himself playing there. Uh, you know, he wanted to play in the SEC. And, you know, not, you know, there's other great conferences, but, you know, he's grown up in the Southeast his whole life. You know, SEC Network is on our television, you know, most, most hours of the day for him. And, you know, to be able to play in the SEC West and, and you know, you know, play that great schedule and be on a national stage, that was, that was, that was one of his dreams. Miss Julie, in terms of here's your son speaking to Nick Saban, you know, talk, talking about this kind of stuff and to, trying to make this decision of these two perennial powers you got here. You talked about Clemson. You talked about Alabama there, Coach Simpson did. But when you see him speaking to Nick Saban and you see how he's kind of lit up afterwards as a as a mom and, and as he goes and make that decision – what was it like for you kind of seeing that you, you know, moms know, moms know their son and they know when, <laughs> when, when something good is happening, what was that like seeing, okay, this, this feels like the right thing for, for Ty. It was, um, you're right. Moms know <laughs> it was, uh, it was very comforting to see that he really was concerned and cared about what he thought about him and, um, how he addressed him and and everything about it. It was good to see him be that respectful um, towards somebody, towards another coach. And I mean, that's what any any mom, any parent wants for their child to to go and respect and learn from someone, and to obviously go somewhere where they're going to leave a better person because of the the respect and you know the standard that's been set. So it was comforting, and and I knew I knew before he. Both of us, we would both say we knew before he ever really knew, I think, because we could see it. You don't have to mention any any names, of course, but what do you feel, especially in big Power 5 recruitment such as Ty, 
Ties, what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that maybe some coaches make out there in in trying to recruit those type of players? Well, you know what, um, and I'll answer that, but I learned a lot through the process, right? I've been a head coach for, like I said, 16 seasons, and and so to be able to go into a, go into a building, um, you know, with a, you know, five-star, you know, quarterback, uh, even, you know, at, at a young age, um, you know, how you were dressed in the building. Uh, there was a lot of things that I would kind of make mental notes with and come back to my program and say, man, I, l- listen what they did. Now, there's a lot of things resource-wise that maybe you can't do at the FCS level, but I'm just talking about on a personal level, um, you know, seeing the, um, you know, whether it be defensive coaches saying hello, you know, to our family and stuff and not just the offensive coaches or just the offensive coordinator and the, and the head coach. Um, you know, that was important, seeing how the players interacted with the, with the recruits, uh, you know, especially at Alabama, that really, you know, stuck out to me. Um, you know, that's, that, that was important to tie. Uh, seeing, um, you know, Coach Saban has a unique way to do it to where I remember one time I was offered by him in the, um, I don't know, I guess it was the ninth grade or something. You know, it's, it's really a badge of honor. It's not a committable offer. Okay. Yeah. Now I know that as a coach and, and other places that, you know, go back to the Michigan offer, you know, in the eighth grade. Okay. And, and so explain those things to Ty. So, but in Alabama, right. It's a, you're, you're offered, but Hey, you still got to go back to your high school and we're going to watch your tape and you're still going to have to play at a high level before that's a committable offer. Okay. And he has a pretty unique way of saying that to you with, without offending, you know, the recruit and maybe some recruits it does. Uh, but that, but that's real. That's the reality of it. And so, um, you know, seeing, you know, seeing time embrace that and uh, you know, but there was, there was things like that. Like I said, uh, making sure that when somebody's sitting in our, in our lobby, uh, UT Martin, that every coach that walks by is not just their own little world with their recruits that they stop and they speak and they say hello and they develop those relationships. And I think, you know, Julie would tell you, and so would Ty, we really made some good relationships, not just with the coaches at Alabama, but, you know, maybe even more so with some other places because, you know, Alabama kind of came, came on late. Uh, and there's some guys that, that, that I think a lot of that, um, you know, uh, I hope our paths cross again because they spent a lot of time with my son uh, um, and and us and you know I think they're good guys and and they would have been a good you know they would have done some great things for Ty but it just wasn't the right time for him and and the choice that he was looking for. And those paths could cross again because I could be wrong, but I think I saw a younger a, a younger Simpson on the on the visit there for <laughs> the Alabama in the swag getting all the the photo hey, treatment. Well. He, oh, he's gonna love that you yeah, saw that. Yeah. Well, the the quick funny story with that is Graham's always been a Clemson fan, for whatever reason, right? We live here in Tennessee, but that's been his school, and he so he didn't, you he know, uh, Ty, you know, uh, didn't he committed to Alabama on Thursday night, late, and then made the announcement on Friday at his school. So Graham, you know, Graham didn't know and so we we didn't know whether to tell him or not because there was going to be a slight meltdown at his young age and there was sitting up there at the table and actually there's some pictures i saw i don't know if it was the tuscaloosa news or whatever and graham's covering his face like this and uh you know so you had to hear ty in the car later on i can't believe you would do that embarrass me so anyway so when we go back down you know our first time back to alabama this um this past two weeks you know the the recruiting girls brought that up they said well 
you know, we, we saw Graham in Ty's uh, commitment ceremony and we know he wasn't very happy. So we got to convert the baby brother. And so, uh, you know, uh, so he, he's starting to, it's helping. It's helping. There you go. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be saying roll tide and stuff before you know it. it he's be... definitely wearing a lot of crimson lately. Um, that's great. But you said growing up in Tennessee and him being a Clemson fan, I said he must have got his oranges confused. You know, what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. He, he just the wrong shade of orange there for a Tennessee family. Yeah. Um, how hard how hard was that though? The that tie kind of the expectations maybe of people thinking that Ty would end up at, at Tennessee, and then not only does he go to Tennessee, he goes to the third Saturday in October, Alabama. Yeah. No, it was hard. Yeah. No, it was very, it was, it was very hard on him. Uh, when that's when we saw Ty be the most stressed out, you know, was during those December, uh, end of December, January, um, those, those weeks it was, it was tough on him because, um, you know, there, there's just sometimes t- timing is a lot of things. It, it, it just is. And when he, when he looked at his criteria, what he was looking for, a program to where, you know, Dad, I, you know, uh, as a team wise, I want to go to a place where I have the best chance to win a, a national championship. I've always dreamed of that. You know, you see him with the crystal ball and the confetti come down. You know, that would just be unreal. Dad, I would love to. I want to play in the SEC. I want to have a chance for a national championship. I want to. You know, I want to play with other great players, like I said, around me. I, I dream about playing in the, in the NFL. You know, then there was other things. You know, where, you know, where do I have the best opportunity to to, to do that right now today as I come out as a, as a 22? Um, and so, you know, that that was hard. That, that was really hard. But, uh, you know, our town, I mean, I, I work at the University of Tennessee at Martin. Right. Our town, if you know, if you don't come to Skyhawk games, they, you know, go to Knoxville and we have a lot of great friends. But, you know, once uh, his our friends and and his friends kind of got over that and and they respected Ty because it's not like he made the easy decision. Right. He went to a place where I mean, let's face it, nothing's promised to you. There's 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 a good player in front of you. There's a good player behind you. Uh, You know, it's there's you know, we all know the documented. It's hard. It's 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 going to be a challenge for him, and so I think that was respected and uh, or a respected decision that he made, and uh, you know, and now that the recruiting's over, you know, and he's looking forward to his senior high school season, and he's looking forward to his you know an opportunity to the next chapter at, at Tuscaloosa, uh, you know, that's kind of in his rearview mirror right now. Miss Julie, what? are you looking forward to the most in this final high school season that, that Ty has this kind of winding down? You mentioned the end of the baseball career, which I believe he ended with a bang, hit a, hit a big knock there to end his, <laughs> end his high school career in baseball. So that couldn't have got much better there in terms of that. But what are you looking forward to this final high school football season? Um, eh, you're going to make me cry just because thinking about the baseball game. Um, you know, I'm just going to soak up every minute of being there. You know, we, we sit with a large group of friends that have been, you know, we call them family because they're friends that are more like family to us, um, who I know are always there supporting them and have been with us through everything. Um, so that's, it, it's just been fun because we all travel together and go to every game. And um, I'm going to soak up every minute of that, of our enjoyment and those memories of doing that. Not, not because they won't ever come to Tuscaloosa. I know that they will, but, um, I just know it's not going to be the same and I'm not going to have that buffer around me. 
of support while I'm watching, but yeah, I'm going to just enjoy every second and enjoy watching him play with those kids that he's grown up with. No doubt. That's a great, that's a, that's a great time. And at the end, depending on how it ends, I, I, like I said, nowhere near was as talented as Ty, but I was a high school quarterback myself. And I'll never forget that second that when the clock hit triple zeros, we lost in the second round of the playoffs. My mom, I saw her on the sideline, huge hug, waterworks everywhere. So I mean, yes. that's just, just kind of how it goes. So uh, that Ty is certainly blessed to have such a great support system. And you two, you've done a fine job. I've spoken to Ty myself, interviewing him, articulate as well as he is talented on the football field. Seems to have a great perspective of all this. So you guys have done a fantastic job with Ty. We appreciate that. Thank you. And guys, this has been a special episode of Recruiting Every Second. Make sure if you want an FCS team to root for, you go cheer <laughs> on Tennessee Martin now. So, so you go you go with Tennessee Martin. We need you. We yeah. will take all the support we can get. We need you. Matter of fact, uh, we come to Georgia, like I was telling you, in 23. We'll be in Knoxville in 22. And uh, so uh, we, we got some paydays for our program coming up in the future. Well, I mean, what was where was the negotiating skills, man? It, it should have been. Listen, Nick, you want you want Ty to come to? We got to schedule what? a non-con and get get this payday for you, Timor. Hey, I did. I'm a terrible agent, man. I, terrible agent. Matter of fact, we were supposed to play Baba this year in 20, and then you know COVID got us. So, uh, you know, I, I do mention it every time I walk in the building, but they act like they don't hear me. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll keep working in the conversation. No doubt. And I did want to ask you one one question, too. If you had been a, a FBS coach, because there's been a, a couple of situations with this. Drew Bobo, Mike Bobo's son, was visiting Georgia the other day. And I got to wondering, could Mike come with him on that visit? I mean, he's his, he's his dad, <laughs> but is there a rule against that? Uh, you know what? Uh, no, I think you get to actually put your dad, your dad hat on. All right. Okay. I mean, you know, for me, I show up at all these passing camps, anything Ty was participating in. You know, I'm I'm a dad first, and and you know, my I'll come back, and my coaches will ask me, "Hey, did you see such and such kid?" You know, and I'm like, "Man, no, I was there with Ty, and and you know, business was was second. So there's there's a uh, I, I I have broken a couple rules of having Ty out there. You know, I, I just turned around and he's throwing with my quarterbacks during practice one day. You know, and I kind of got spanked on the hand for that. I'm like. Don't don't put the the incident violation on me. Put charges on him. He just walked through the gate and went out there and <laughs> got with our quarterback. So, uh, but it's been fun. I, uh, I'll miss him out there practice when he moves on. It's something y'all can bring up with your new circle of Alabama friends before I let you go. Drew Bobo is, like I said, is Mike Bobo's son, the offensive coordinator at Auburn. He went on a visit to Alabama the other day. I had to wonder, did they have like a special spy walking behind him, making sure their secrets were were stolen things like that i mean you gotta probably, probably had to check his pockets and his phone uh before before he left but mike's a great guy and i'm sure he's enjoying the process and um you know and hope he gets to coach his son that'd be pretty neat absolutely well this was a great episode one i thoroughly enjoyed of recruiting every second with jason and julie simpson the parents of ty simpson and as i said if you don't have an fcs team make sure to support uh ut martin and thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time on recruiting every second presented by bet online start clean with clorox because clorox delivers a powerful clean 
every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.